Wow. Thank you so much, Chow, for your prayers. And that was amazing. Hey, guys, it's so good to see you. Welcome to Highlight Church online. We've been praying for you all week, and I know you're out there, and I know that God is working in your situation. He's working in your life, and it is also good to be seen. So, so good to see you. If you notice, we have some guests with us today. Come on, y'all clap. I do want to. I do want to encourage you. We are practicing the social distancing. Um, if you were here, you'd be able to take a tape measure and see about six feet. Yeah. And if they are close, it's because they're friends or they're married, and they should know each other. Um, <laughs> we won't dive into that too much. But <laughs> welcome to Highlight Church. Today yeah. we're starting a brand new series called "A Letter to Exiles." Okay. A letter to exiles. And uh, we're going to talk about a gentleman named Jeremiah. He was a prophet or a messenger of God. And we're going to be in chapter 29. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab those. If not, we're going to supply the verses on the screen for you. And uh, we're just grateful you're here. This is going to be a fun time, a fun time. So God raised up Jeremiah to speak to the spiritual and political leadership of the nation or the children of Israel. And um, if you read the book of Jeremiah, you have a lot of tension in the book of Jeremiah, Um, a lot of roller coasters. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah's nickname is the weeping prophet because he was commissioned to give a tough message to the people. A lot of times he would proclaim judgment um, on the people and and he was obeying and honoring God when he gave his message. So after years of idol worship and unrepentant sin. Uh, the children of Israel were exiled to Babylon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Babylon is current day Iraq. Mm-hmm. And so this is about five to 600 miles away from Jerusalem. If we were to drive from Jerusalem to Iraq or, or Babylon right now, it'd be about a 12 to 13 hour drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the people of God have been exiled. And suddenly right now, everything has changed in their lives. I mean, their work structure, their family structure, their finances, um, their resource, everything is different. And while many of us will never experience Babylonian captivity, we can certainly agree that things have changed for us during this COVID-19 season. Everything from from work hours and family structure. I mean, right now, um, they call it homeschool, babe, but I don't know if it's homeschool. I, I call it more crisis schooling, yeah. right? Like it's it's really been tough. It's yeah. been an adjustment, but yeah. Yeah. everything has changed. And while exiled, while Israel was exiled from their home, we've been exiled from our way of life. Yeah. We've been exiled, and that word exile it sounds archaic. It sounds ancient, but it simply means captive or to be carried away. Okay. With, with the virus out there and, and the guidelines that, that we have to honor and abide by, in which we should, we've been exiled from our way of life. And so we, we totally feel you and we understand if it's been a struggle, if it has been tough, if you find yeah. yourself going stir crazy right now, yeah. we're in the same boat. Right. If you're losing sleep, if your sleep is choppy, we're right there with you. Yeah. I don't know what in the world's going on. I mean, we were, I went to bed about 2 a.m the other day and my body just popped up at six. It, it's just weird. I'm normally used to going down a little bit earlier, getting my full seven or eight, but just things are constantly on 
our minds. And my yeah. wife was talking to me the other day about how, man, babe, this really sucks. We can't go to the mall. We can't go to the movies. It really just shows how blessed we are as a country. Yeah. But everything has changed. Yeah. And when things change, you begin to feel out of place. Yeah. You begin to, you can't, you can't get your bearings right. right. Like you, you, you can't, you just feel out of place. And when you begin to feel out of place, if you're anything like me, you begin to ask yourself, so what do I do now? Yeah. I mean, I, I was used to preparing for the week and right. now the weekend seems more exciting. Right. I was used to preparing for the weekend. Now the week seems more exciting. Oh it's just, what do we do now? Yeah. And so in Jeremiah 29, 11, if, if you have that NL, the NLT translation and maybe other translations say it as well. Jeremiah chapter 29 is subtitled by a lot of scholars, a letter to the exiles, mm. a letter to the exiles. And so what God wants to do through Jeremiah is he wants to give his people encouragement yeah. and instruction. Mm. During this time when they're so far away from home. Yeah. And just to give you a little bit more context, they're going to be away from home for 70 years. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you do Gosh. when you feel out of place mm. and you just don't see the end of the end of the road? You, you, you don't see light at the end of the tunnel. Well, what I love about God is he chooses to instruct them and to guide them yeah. in this season. And God wants to give you an instruction because this is what I've come to find out. This is this is free. This isn't even a part of my notes is that God's instruction always leads to increase. Wow. It always leads to increase. So I get it. Jeremiah 29. And if any of you are familiar with the scripture, you're probably used to verse 11. Right. It's like all of our it's easy. Top five, easy. Top three. A lot of you are like, yeah, it's my favorite verse. You said it. That's all I came here for. Before we get there, Jeremiah 29, 11. And you know it for I will give you a hope and a promise in the future. It's all great. But God in his love said, I want to give you some guidance. So this is what you can do any circumstance. In any situation, this is what, what I want you to do when you feel out of place. But we're going to read this here. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 3 says this. It says, he sent the letter with Elisa and Gamera when they went to Babylon as King Zedekiah's ambassadors to Nebuchadnezzar. So they're leaving Jerusalem and they're going to Babylon to King Nebuchadnezzar with this letter from yeah. Jeremiah. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. Verse 4, this is what the Lord of heaven armies Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Verse 5, build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. God says the first thing out the gate, build homes. So my first point of encouragement to you today and and what we should be doing is, number one, you got to build your life. Build your life. And so even before COVID-19, our family had agreed to these family game nights on Saturday nights. And uh, this could be any mixture of ice cream and a trip to the store here and there. But we were going to finish it off with game night. And our go-to game has been... Give me a drum roll, everybody. Our go-to game in the wedding household has been... Trouble! Yes! So fun. (laughs) In honor of my pre-care... Uh, Pal Patrol edition. 
And so um, I've been spanking my kids at this. They're not here to defend themselves. This is my message. I can say what I want. So anyway, yes. But no, I mean, Judah straight laid it on us. That's our five-year-old the other day. I mean, because you know, when you pop a six, you pop that six and you can jump from your, your home base and you can start and you get another chance. And it just, right. I mean, Judah kept popping six, 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 six. And me and Jay were like, Whoa. <laughs> and we couldn't find any luck. I started praying and I fasted for two hours. One and two and three and what? He was like, da, 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 da. he's lapping us and all this stuff. And I'm like, Jay, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a six right there. Amazing. God, you're good. But <laughs> we, we would all agree right now that we feel like we're in a season of trouble. Yeah. Right? We are all experiencing right now corporate global national trauma trouble and crisis Um, so much so to the point that COVID-19 has had an economic impact all across the globe Um, it's been reported that 22 million Americans have have filed for unemployment putting unemployment at 13% this is the highest that has ever been since the Great Depression since the 1929 stock crash But as with any crisis, there are always a few people who find a way to build their lives. Come on. And they find a way to thrive in the toughest seasons. Great. In 1929, at the, at the inception, at the beginning of the Great Depression, a gentleman by the name of Charles Darrow, mm-hmm. he was a heater salesman. And after the stock market crash, he found himself unemployed. And on one particular evening, evening, Charles was invited over to his best friend's house for a game night. I mean, no one's working, so we got time. Let's play games. And this, this was a real estate board game. And the name of it in this time was the Landlord's Game. Hmm. And so Charles was so intrigued by this game. He, he loved playing it, but he, he loved the idea more so of building it out. Right. Right, right. So, so, so he asked his friend, he said, can I, can I take this game home? His friend didn't know he was going to do it. Can I take this game <laughs> home? And for over the course of about a year to a year and a half, Charles added more guidelines to it. He added different rules, different ideas, different ways that you could play it. Yeah. And he, he changed it from the landlord's game to Monopoly. Hmm. <laughs> to Monopoly. And he, he would then go on to sell his idea to the Parker Brothers. This was a big time toy and game manufacturing company. Um, and they probably got a lot of your money, parents, on themselves. <laughs> but Charles Darrow would go on to become the first ever millionaire game board maker in the history Gosh, wow. of the world wow. during the most impoverished season wow. of America. Gosh. What was he doing? He, he, he took this concept. He took his life. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to accept where I am. Yeah. And I'm going to build on top of what's already here. Come and on. this is my Come encouragement on. to you. You may feel Come out on. of place in this season, but you're not a prisoner. That's right. You're not a prisoner. And, and, and so when the Lord told them in verse five, he said, build your home. He said, plan to stay, plant gardens and eat the food of it. He was saying, look, I know you feel out of place, but you have free reign yes. to yes. still build your life, Come on. to still make it good, it. to still to still grow. He said you have free reign. So so you, you're out of place, but you're not a prisoner. What does this mean? Your, your hands aren't shackled right. in this yeah. season. That's right. Your, your mind can be free. Yeah. 
You can do whatever you want to do, and God is calling you to build your life. Proverbs 21, 5, verse, uh, Proverbs 21, verse 5, I'm sorry, says this. If you plan and work hard, you will have plenty. Yeah. Wow. So, so the planning and the hard work is now. Right. Come on. The plenty is later. That's it. But if you plan now during this tumultuous season, and if we work hard now, we can step into the plenty come so summer yeah. and yeah, fall. Yeah. So I want to encourage That's you good. to, number one, build your faith. Yeah. Let's build our faith in this season. One of, one of the wisest, one of my favorite pastors I really look up to, Craig Rochelle, he, he says, get dressed mm -hmm. in this season. Get up yeah. in the morning. Get dressed. Build your faith. Get into the presence of God. At our, one of our worship leaders, um, Sam, she just asked me before the, the message, she said, what book are you reading right now, hmm. Pastor? And I said, I'm in the book of Psalms. I'm in it every single day, and it's building my faith. And you know, the first four to five Psalms starts out God talking about the promise of protection. Yeah. How, how crazy in a season like this, God is saying, I'm going to protect you as, you as you lean into me. I want to encourage you to build your health in this season. Build your health. I'd be the first to say that my wife and I, we, we missed the mark on this one, but you know, we just made a key purchase that's going to get us off to a good start in May. So we got a few more nights to eat, eat what we want to eat, but build your health in this season. Get those calisthenics in. I hate running, so I'm with you, but I'm going to have to get with it. That's good. Build your finances. Okay. Build your finances. I know it's tough for a lot of people right now. But but don't forget about that budget. Come on. Yeah, take the money you do have That's right. and, and take care of those finances so that when God brings the increase, you're Come really on. seeing a lot of margin right. in your life. Come take yes. care of your finances in this season. I believe right now God is teaching us discipline in this season. If you don't see as much, it's because God is trying to work discipline in your life. Yeah, yeah. And um, develop a plan and execute. That's good. I want to encourage you to develop a plan. What, what is your three-month, six-month, year plan? Don't let go of the plan. I was, I was talking to our directional team the other day during our meeting. We have meetings every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I, I just kind of popped it out there. I said, you guys do know that we're starting our second location next fall. Come on. Come on. We're, come on. we're still. Come on. We still have people to reach. We yes. still have people yeah. to love. We That's still right. have people to serve. That's we still right. have lives to change and That's to bring good. to Jesus. You know, despite anything that's happening, we may feel out of place, but we're being intentional yeah. in the yeah. vision that God has given us. Yeah. And so let's keep reading here. Jeremiah 29, 6 says this, marry and have children, then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away. God said multiply, don't dwindle away. Second point of encouragement, what should, what should we be doing? Well, you ought to do this. Invest in the next generation. Wow, that's good. Invest in the next generation. God is my witness. Because my, my, my kid would know, but it was, it was, I think it was Wednesday. And I was, I was preparing for this message. And more specifically, I was on this Point. Trying to, you know, get my analogy and my verses and all that. Everything for you guys. Just everything, everything for you. I was trying to focus. I was focusing for you. And my little one was right here and on my desk and he was coloring. And anytime I, oh, that's a nice thought. Let me write that down. Daddy, 
Dad, Daddy, 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 what color? You like orange? You like gray? You like pink? You like black? Daddy. <laughs> Son, I am trying to write about investing in the name. Yeah. And God's like, I'm trying to get your attention. Yeah. So and I'm trying to drive this point home in your life, Pastor, wow. before you preach it to God. people. Wow. And simply, wow. my kid, we can clap that up. Yeah. I mean, God, yeah. God, God, God yeah. Yeah. But, but my kid was just simply saying, Daddy, will you pay attention to wow. me? Will you invest in me? Will you love on me in this time? And I believe that verse six is less about producing children. But it's more about grooming and producing leaders and Jesus followers yeah. out of this next generation. That's so good. And so I love Paul's encouragement to Timothy. Paul was a spiritual father. He was a leader in Timothy's life. Timothy was a pastor in the city of Ephesus. And he says this to Timothy in 2 Timothy. He says this, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first feel your grandmother Lois and your mother mm. Eunice. Yeah. And I know, I love this part, that same faith continues strong in you. That's good. I mean, grandma was was investing into her baby. Oh, yeah. Mom was investing on, right. into this young man who would one day lead a church of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. Right? And a lot of times we 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 lower our the impact that we can make. Maybe you are a stay-at-home mom. Maybe you are a stay-at-home father. Maybe you're all home right now. Yeah. But your greatest calling right now, and I would even go as far as saying your most honorable thing that you can do right now is to invest in those wow. little ones that are around you. Yeah. Maybe you don't have children. Maybe you are an aunt, an uncle. Um, maybe you're just one of the, the cool people in the neighborhood that the kids look up to. But, but God is calling you to not just sit down, but to invest yes. into those kids. And yeah, so yeah. we ought to be really asking ourselves three questions in this season. It's number one, who am I investing in? That's good. Who am I investing into? Number two, what insight have I passed on? There's so much on the inside of you. Right. Don't allow life's experiences to stay in you. No, no, no. Let's not dwindle away as a society. Let's let's multiply in yeah. the season. I, yeah. I think right now, if we're not careful, yeah. our children and, and Generation Z and Generation Alpha and whatever they're going to name them, if we're not careful, the next yeah. generations can go back a lot during this time wow. or they can move forward a lot. And what God is saying is, is look, guys, I get it. You're yeah. out of place, but you got the little ones. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got, you got the employers, you have employees. Come on. Let's get from behind the meeting and let's call some of those employees yeah. who have a lot of potential. So let's get on a one-on-one yes. -on -one Zoom. Let's, yeah. let's meet for coffee, for lunch. Let's, let's get together and let's pour into people. And the third question you should be asking yourself is what example am I setting? Yeah. What example am I setting? And yes, it's, it, it's tough right now, but I believe, especially if you have little ones around you right now, it's so important that we watch our emotions yeah. and we watch our tone. They, they know that things are different right now. Yeah. And, and they're gonna remember these days where we've had that extra time. Was it, was it darkness? Was it negativity? Or was it light? Come on. So, so are we are we worshiping God and exercising the joy good, of the Lord? Pastor. Are we yeah. reading our scriptures yeah. with them? Are we praying yeah. with them? What example are we setting? 
in this season. My, my youth leaders out there, if you're a youth leader in any capacity, be it in the church or outside the church, yeah. I want to encourage you that, that, that the teenage anxiety and depression is going through the roof right yeah. now. And right now, more than ever, your calling has the highest value in society. We need you. If, if you're 30s, 20s, and you're yes. pouring into teenagers, yeah. we need you right now to wake up. Come on. Yes. There's a revival in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. They want love. They yeah. want guidance. That's good. And so, Casey, if you're watching out there, because you sent me a shout out. She's a youth here in Ireland. And um, she sent me a shout out saying I was the best preacher in the world. I love you. And you guys can determine all that. But I'm just doing my job. Anyway, we love you. We know you just signed Full Ride at Georgetown University. And, and we know you're amazing all on your own, but a lot of what she's been able to do has had to do with the investment of Francie and Anissa. Yeah. And so invest in the next generation. Don't yeah. dwindle, don't dwindle away, multiply. Jesus started with 12 men. Yeah. And then 2000 years later, it's 2.5 billion. Yeah. We're Gosh. still multiplying the kingdom. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Jeremiah 29, 7 says this. And work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Mm. Come on. Third point of encouragement. Be part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Be part of the solution. Good. As always, you know, we got to get out the house. So I'm going into the store. I think we were able to leave mom home. <laughs> and we were going into the store. I won't name the store. You probably already know the store. It's red and white with a circle. And I was walking in the store. And we we're about 10 steps away from the, the double doors. And I said, oh, Jay, um, our oldest one, our 11-year-old, said, Jay, could you go back to the car? I left my drink. Mm -hmm. And he went back. I said, don't lock the keys in the car. And he came and he, he got my drink. Yeah, good. <laughs> having a good time. Hope you're having a good time at home. Yeah. And um, he came and he brought me my drink and we got into there. We're chilling, you know, and I look up and everyone's wearing a mask. <laughs> I don't know if I care enough to send him back to the car a second time for the mask. So we're just going to make this quick and we're going to make it out of here. You just stop kicking things and running around and drawing attention to us. We got our two video games on. Yeah, we're at the register, child. We're about to make it. <laughs> and um, the security guard's at the register. I'm like, ah. And she nailed me. She said, sir, do you have a mask? I said, I wanted to say, do you have a mask? But, you know, I, I don't want to be smart, right? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I said, no, I'm sorry. I don't have a mask. She said, well, you know, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be wearing your mask. And yeah. I said, I'm so sorry, man. And so. We got out of there. Well, simply what I'm trying to say is I wasn't being a part of the solution. I wasn't being a part of the solution. Don't judge me. Don't put a cross on me. We're all imperfect. Like We've all dropped the ball. But God is calling us to be part of the solution. And so it may not speed things up, but it will make things better. So what does that look like in this season? That looks like honoring our federal and local officials. Um, praying for them. Right. God told them, pray for the peace right. of the city. Pray for them. Um, honoring the guidelines. I believe it's even going a step further in, in, in being, being a solution to people's problems. Right. God said, work for the welfare yeah, right. of the city. 
Let, let's be let's be the solution to people's problems. That's good. Right now, a lot of people are hurting. They're hungry. They feel hopeless. We're hurting. We a lot of times battle with hopelessness, but there there is something, the audacity of God, right? To to talk to His people. Come on. In the middle of a struggle, and to tell them to, you're okay. Yeah. Get up. That's right. Be the solution to Come someone's on. problem. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're okay. You're okay. And I highlight, I love it that we're being a part of the solution. Yes. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. Mm. So, so it's not that we don't have trouble. It's that as believers, God gives us comfort in our trouble. Right. But why? So that we can comfort others yeah. in their trouble. That's it. So, so God is yeah. saying, hey, I know you're going into Babylon. I know it may feel as though they have more power over you. But let me just wake you up, children of Israel. They need you. Yeah. Wow. wow. They need you over there. Wow. They, they need you to bring my presence into on, that yeah. city yeah. over there. Mm -hmm. And he says this here in Corinthians, when they are troubled, mm -hmm. we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. So Amen. there are a number of things we're doing as a church. Number one is we're partnered with Mana Food, yeah. an amazing organization. Yeah. And uh, as a church, in just, just that three weeks, we've been able to pack 4,000 care kits. Yeah, we've, we've helped feed hundreds of students who, who are struggling right now and they're without food. And uh, the second thing we've done out of out of many is we're feeding the front line. Yeah. Uh, we've had the privilege and the honor of feeding 130 medical staff. Enabling them to focus more on the patients and less on stopping and trying to figure out what they're going to eat. We just want to be there to good. continue That's to support good. them. And we're writing letters to the elderly. Mm -hmm. uh, we're writing letters to residents at the Wilson Health Care Center. Um, we want to lift that weight of loneliness. Yeah. They feel lonely. Um, it breaks my heart to hear the many, many, many reports of um, people passing away. Yeah. And, and a lot of hospitals aren't allowing loved ones and family and friends to be there yeah. in, in their dying moments. Yeah. So if we can just extend a hand and write a letter and send yeah. a blessing, um, I want to encourage you to get involved in that. Maybe yes. you're you're an artist. Maybe you're you love writing. Maybe yeah. you love pouring into people. Write a letter, and I want to thank you for your involvement. Thank yes. you for yeah. for your generosity. Yeah. Thank you for the hours served. Thank you for your trust in the local church yes. with your finances. If you're a part of any local church right now, keep tithing, yeah. keep sending in yeah. your offering. You're yeah. pushing the kingdom and the vision so of that church forward. Yeah. And so thank you, thank you. Come on, church. Let's being a part of the solution. Yeah. So why does God give us this instruction? I want to give you three quick points of encouragement before we check out of here. Um, number one, if you sow good seeds today, you're going to reap good things tomorrow. Yeah. Good. Sow good seeds today. Reap good things tomorrow. Galatians 6, 9 says this. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. For at the right time, we will reap a harvest That's if right. we do not mm -hmm. give uh, up. The yeah. Spirit of God hit me like a ton of bricks in a good way about two weeks ago. 
He said, Josh, I need you to tell people that this is the season of sowing. Yeah. This is the season of sowing. So yeah. I just want to really encourage you. You're not going to see a lot of outward manifestation of what you want to see in this season. But, but if you would continue to build your life, yeah. if you would continue to invest in the next generation, if you would continue to be a solution finder, yes. if you if you would help people, if you would focus, if you would concentrate, if you would get up and be intentional about every single day, don't waste one moment of a day. Yes, Come you on. can rest. Yes, you can have a down period, but don't stay there. Yes, you can cry, yeah. but don't stay there. Oh, if yeah, you yeah. just invest in this yeah, season, yeah. you're going to lose a not so yeah. so good seeds today reap good things tomorrow this is sowing season number two exile has an expiration date yeah, exile has an expiration date ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says this everything on earth has its own time in its own season covid this is covid season just call a spade a spade it, right it is what it is but it has its own time and season. Seasons come yes. and seasons go. That's right. Ecclesiastes 3, 4, just to skip down a few verses, says, A time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. Yeah. The crying will expire. Mm -hmm. The strain will expire. That's right. The worry will That's expire. Right. That's the anxiety right. will expire. You're going to come out stronger. That's it. You're going to come out better. You're going to yeah. come out wiser. promise of God is that it's going to come Amen. to an end. That's right. I mean, just think about it. We've been through tougher things before. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not to undermine or, or, to, or to, to devalue the toughness. We are close to a lot of people who have lost loved ones, be it to COVID or, or before COVID. But God has brought you through that. Yeah. And, and you've seen the glory of God and the strength of God and that you've learned so much. You, you, when you've gone through tough things in the past, it's equipped you to minister to other people yeah. who are currently going through tough things. Right. we got to begin to see the value right. in the season of exile right. and know that it has an expiration date. To That's it. good. Mm -hmm. Number three, I want to encourage you with this final piece of encouragement. God is faithful. So good. Amen. God is faithful. Yeah. Yeah. God is faithful. And it says this here in Jeremiah 29, 10, just a few verses down. It says, this is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. There it is again. He's just being clear. This is where we're going to be. We don't know if it's going to be a month, two, three, a year. We don't know. But you're going to be there for some time. He says, but when the time is over, yeah. I will come and do for you Amen. all the good things yeah. I have promised. Okay. I'm going to do all the good things Amen. I have promised. And I want to encourage you with this. All of God's goodness is in Christ. Mm. Yep. Yes. All of God's goodness is in Christ. Yeah. That's it. So I just, I really just want to speak to where, where you are right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is, this has been hard. It's been tough. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've wanted to, to give it all up, to give it all up. Maybe you haven't found the, the momentum or the motivation to build your life or, or to, for that, that matter, invest into anybody. Yeah. But, but God has promised 
that he's going to do all the good things. Come on. What, what are the good things? The good things, the good things is filling your heart with peace. Yeah. Yes. The good things is joy. Yeah. Deliverance. Yes. Purpose. Those, those are the good things. Freedom. Yeah. Those are the, those are the good things that God has promised to do. No matter who you are or where you are, all of his goodness is in Christ. That's right. And Christ is so easy. Yes. Christ is so, he's so welcoming. He's so ready to bless your life. Jesus said when he was on the earth, he said, if anyone is burdened and heavy laden, lay your burdens at your feet. Put, put them on, put them at my feet. Put them on me. My yoke is easy. Jesus said, he says, I give a peace the world cannot give. Yeah. He said, don't be afraid. Yeah. For I have overcome the world. Yeah. And you too will overcome the world. Right, right. So it doesn't matter who you are. God is God is just waiting on you to, to trust him and accept that. Right. Accept that truth. And I want to invite you into a relationship with him. You know, I was actually raised in the church. And every single Sunday. I mean, the preaching was good. The food after church was good. <laughs> you know, it, it was all good. I think my mom and my grandma, just like Lois and Eunice, I, I think that they, Gloria and Luther May, they yeah. took me to church and yeah. all those seeds of faith were deposited. Yeah. But it was actually when I left my home that at the age of 19, when I was desperate mm-hmm. for love, when I was desperate for purpose, yeah. when I was desperate for a new start. Mm-hmm. That I gave my heart to Jesus. Yeah. And it was so easy. It was, it was a prayer. It was faith. And everything in my world changed. And what God is saying is, is that it's so easy. Just yeah. trust me. I've given my son so that you could have a new beginning. Yeah. So I want to invite you into that. That this bad season can become your best season. Yes. You just trust Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And so this is it, it's your time. This is your Sunday. This is your day. Yeah. And it's as simple as praying this prayer of faith. Yeah. So would you join me as you take this step of faith? Yes. Say, Father God, Father God, I believe, I believe that, Jesus that Jesus is the Son of God. Son of Thank, God. You Thank you for shedding your blood, for shedding your blood and forgiving, and forgiving my, sin. my sin. Give me your spirit. Give me your spirit. I, am yours. I am yours. Make me new. Make me in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the family. Yeah. And uh, we love you. Yes. And uh, like I said, this this can be the best season. Yes. Now. Yes. It has been made possible. Yeah. Because of Jesus Christ. Yes. So Chow is going to give you some handles um, after the message. And uh, we're so excited for your new start. We're so excited for your new beginning. I can't wait to be back with you for part two of a letter to exile. It's going to be your favorite verse. (laughs) Make sure you invite friends and family. Another thing, if you've been encouraged, if you've been inspired, if your heart has been filled today, make sure you share this message. Share the good news. Um, Next week, make sure as soon as you chime in, you hit the share button. Let's spread the gospel of Jesus Christ across the world. We love you. And uh, we want you to have an amazing weekend and week. Take care.